0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, With building supplies and UBO business services.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, we are uh, excited to be with you for about three hours today. We'll hear from Coach Scott Drew. We'll hear Cowboys from... uh, John Machoda from The Athletic. You'll hear the sounds, the headlines, all the things that Aaron Sexton brings to the table. And uh, we'll continue to keep you updated on the Baylor situation. Uh, we do have, uh, Aaron, the uh, some bad news for West Virginia. I was actually watching West Virginia uh, yesterday play some basketball, and they were struggling Against SMU in fact, I turned it off because the Mustangs had taken a commanding lead With about three minutes left but <clears throat> West Virginia guard Raquan battle uh, And they've really tried to get this worked out. He's been denied his appeal by the NCAA Per Ren Baker and Josh Eilert. Ren Baker is the athletic director there for West Virginia so Rough news um, for the Mountaineers, and they are heading in to Waco for a tussle on Saturday, and we will see, you know, how the uh, <clears throat> how the Bears handle that. Um, I mean, it's it's a lot going on. There's a lot swirling about the head coach, the future of this coaching staff, the players. You got Senior Day. You have a lot going on, and I i know people have been kind of wondering and tweeting at me, and, and, and our text line is a good place. If you've got a statement you want to make or you want to make a point, we, we look at that on a regular basis, and we'll share some of your thoughts. 254-662-1660. That four six six two 254-662-1660. That is the CNC Collision Center text line. And I'll just remind you that kind of what I was saying yesterday, uh, from what I can tell, a decision has not been made. All right? And like announcements with jobs, whether firing somebody or hiring somebody, you know, there are not a lot of leaks when Mac Rhodes is involved, so I do not believe there's been a decision. So if you're seeing something or this or that, now I've shared my opinion that, uh, and I again, you've heard me kind of heading in this direction. You, you and you know I'm a, a huge Dave Oranda fan, the person, the coach, the whole thing. But I don't think you can keep going down this path. Um, you know, if they lose Saturday. That would be one and seven. The, the The only way Dave Aranda can continue on is if somehow, whether this week, um, maybe after the game, whatever, he convinces macros that he is the guy and he can galvanize and get on board with Nil and, and the portal and everything. And quite honestly, it's not totally fair. But because he was not really hired when he was hired at Baylor, he was not brought in like, oh, this guy's going to be great with the NIL. Oh, this guy's going to be a great portal guy. And so it shouldn't be shocking that he has not embraced it. And yesterday, he basically took responsibility, which again is very admirable, and said, you know, it's on me. We didn't. We haven't done enough in the portal. And if you know, if I'm given another opportunity, that's what we'll have to do this off season. Uh, I mean, imagine in, in any walk of life, no matter what profession you're in, you know, having to prepare and get ready for a game and put your blinders on on a week when all of it's swirling and you don't know if the staff's going to be here and you got recruits coming in to see the game and you got people that are being contacted in the portal. And Aaron, that was an interesting comment Dave made yesterday. Was like, we are kind of the the ideal team for people to come after us in the portal. Uh, A team having a bad season has some really good young talent. And what he didn't say, the part of it he didn't say, which left unsaid, which I'll connect the dots. You have no clue. You know, like right now. It really, I mean, I would say if you were going to go out and place a bet, you would bet on the side of a change happening with this football program. And some of you may want that. Some of you may not. Uh, Again, you can sound off 254-662-1660. Now, while all this is going on, the men have gone to Brooklyn, the Baylor men's basketball, 13th team in the country, 13th ranked women are 14th. Men are in Brooklyn, and they're preparing to play Oregon State. All right, Oregon State will be tomorrow, and that's a 6 o'clock tip. We're going to be off the air tomorrow at 5 just to get you ready, just to kind of get you all oh, as you gather around and get ready to watch and listen to that. You can listen to it here on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> you can watch that game on ESPN 2. All right, and... um. Tonight, to me, you know, I, I love these, this time of year when you get some good, um, you get some good games going, you get some good college basketball. Uh, I like to kind of look and see, okay, who's playing right now? Who's playing this afternoon? Um, and the answer to that, Aaron was telling you last night about Gonzaga, um they had a big game going on. Uh, Gonzaga. Aaron, who were they play? Gonzaga was playing like a top. Purdue. F- oh, it was Purdue, right? Yeah. Well, Purdue um, tonight at 7 will play um, Tennessee, the Volunteers. This is the Maui Invitational. Now, can't, now, this is these are some great matchups. Tonight at 7 on ESPN, the Vols and the Boilermakers get it on in the Maui Invitational. And um, boy and then Kansas and Marquette, that's the number one team in the country versus the number four team in the country. That's nine thirty tonight. I mean that's that's pretty cool. Now, Aaron, I like this. I like I like an old school where the teams have to come to you, right? The Blue Devil Challenge. Uh, Duke will welcome uh, LaSalle. LaSalle LaSalle, uh, will come in. And, uh, boy, they used to be good. I think that's a team out of Philadelphia right around there. Uh, And um, uh, that will be uh, on the ACC Network tonight. I don't know. LaSalle is uh uh four and O on the uh season, so that'll be interesting. Duke number nine in the country. Um last night Kansas was playing Shamanade. Chaminade will play UCLA. That game will start here in a little while on ESPN two. We if we want to kind of see Aaron <clears throat> some future conference mates, the Colorado Buffaloes, number eighteen team of the country are uh, playing Florida State in the Sunshine Slam. That's over there on the CBS Sports Network. All right, so that might be kind of fun to watch. And then Gonzaga is putting it on Syracuse right now. Uh, 61-49, that game over on ESPN2. And I've been kind of wondering, you know, who does – because Gonzaga's got that unbelievable Sweet 16 streak on the line, eight straight trips to the Sweet 16. I find that to be one of the great streaks in all of college sports, and I think Aaron has agreed with me on that. Aaron, I find I, when you look at the Gonzaga team, um, Stromer is a familiar name to me, Watson is a familiar name. That's a big-time forward for them. Uh, And then Nimhard. I just feel like there's always a Nimhard involved. (laughs) Yes. And (coughs) Nimhard is a starter for Gonzaga. And let's see which Nimhard. This is Ryan Nimhard, who I think, Aaron, one of those really good players was at Creighton. Remember, didn't they have a Nimhard? This might be that player. There's a Nimhard in the NBA. That's Andrew, Andrew Nimhard, I think. I yeah. And Ryan Nimhard, I think, came over. Let's take a peek. I could just look. Uh, career stats. Let's see where old Ryan's been. Yes, Aaron. I was right. Creighton. And I always find it interesting to see how these guys are when they come over. Ryan Nimhard. It was was about a 12 points per game score at Creighton, but a really good point guard. At Gonzaga, 11 points a game. So pretty much so far, the only thing that's up, his assist totals. Maybe he's, I don't know. I was going to say he's surrounded with better players, but the truth is Creighton was awesome last year and made it to Aaron Elite Eight. Is that right? Because San Diego State, FAU, trying to think all the teams that made it to the Final Four, But Creighton, Texas, FAU, all those teams made it to the Elite Eight. Creighton made it all the way to the – Aaron, did they make it the Final Four or just to the Elite Eight? I'm
2: looking right now, I believe they got beat in the uh,
1: Elite Eight. Elite Eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, great team. And um, I think they may have knocked the Bears out last year in the second round bears uh faced a really good creighton team and years ago when they had mcbuckets dougie mcbuckets the son of coach mcdermott the bears put it on them in a big way we were down there in san antonio for that game miles melbert mosley uh i think blair browning was part of that uh deal i don't know if blankenship made that trip with us maybe did mason anyway we had a pretty good trip down there and uh and, uh, boy, uh, and then I just remember the Denali XLT package that Melbert was driving, Aaron. And that was, uh, I had to drive back late that night. And you know how those those uh, medians, you know how close it feels like going on 35? And I was not used to driving one of those big, <laughs> huge SUVs. And that was, <laughs> that was some white knuckling because it just kind of, those things take up. It's kind of like driving a big truck mm. or something, you know? um when you're trying to drive through there but uh gonzaga <clears throat> with a 61 oh now they have a 66 49 lead all right as we uh get you ready for the holidays and then last night Aaron, as uh and we got a lot of stuff to get to today we got uh, scott drew will join us at four o'clock as he gets you ready for uh Huge Baylor game tomorrow as they've uh, now made their way to Brooklyn. Uh, checked in with our buddy Coach Jacobs earlier today, Aaron. He's got the scout for Oregon State. He's holed up, man. He's holed up looking at film, checking all that out. So we'll have Scott Drew <clears throat> at 4 o'clock. Uh, we are scheduled to have uh, from the athletic John Machoda who covers the Dallas Cowboys, that'll be at 520. We'll have an abbreviated holiday show tomorrow. We will take you all the way until 5 o'clock. And then we'll be off Thursday for Thanksgiving and then Friday as well. Hope, Aaron, they haven't changed their mind on that. Um, And then we'll be in position to do Saturday's pregame show. That is a a reminder, the Baylor-West Virginia game is a night game. That's a seven p.m. start, Aaron. What do we do? Four hours before kickoff, three p.m. start on the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show. All right, uh, brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni, Aaron. One last time with Drake Toll, uh, Mosley and Toll. It was a uh, it was a match made in heaven until it wasn't, and then. About, what, three and a half weeks into it, four weeks. What we didn't realize, Aaron, we were just like a tryout for Drake. We were like, we thought we thought we were going to mentor young Drake. And tr- and truly, they were just kind of like trying him out. And they're like, "Ah, he sounds okay. Let's give him, you know, let's put him on noon to two. And then Cam Stewart joined up. And Aaron's life has been changed forever because he's got, he's got kind of a a different sort of deal. I would call that the millennial show, 12 to 2. Then he's got John Morris, which is just, that's that's old school journalism at its best. And then he's got whatever this is from 3 to 6, just Mosley. Somewhat old school, but also a lot of weirdness uh, involved as well. And Aaron, as only I could yesterday, did you did you happen to ever see what I did on that group text? I'm glad it wasn't something crazy. Like, you talk about a sign of age. Yesterday, I'm talking to Aaron off air, and I'm just kind of, I don't know, making some random comments about something that Aaron had sent a text to our group text. And I said, oh, Aaron, look at, look at you know, something about recruiting rankings. And I'm just kind of muttering some stuff. And then Aaron, later, I call Drake. I'm like, what is this voice text? What is this voice text? And Drake has to explain to me, Aaron, that I sent it. I accidentally sent it to a group text. <laughs> I don't. I mean, that is an is that old ever, guy thing to ever, do. Has that, that, that ever happened gl- to you, Aaron? <laughs> like a, like you're just, you accidentally send a voice text, or is this only happening to me?
2: I've not, I haven't accidentally sent one,
1: but you've you've actually recorded one. Well, my,
2: if I have text open.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. my
2: iPhone has the voice to text activated, so if I'm having a conversation, uh-huh. it'll basically uh-huh. transcribe it. And I've looked yeah. down and saw my whole conversation being ready to text it text it uh-huh. to whoever I'd talked to last. Uh-huh. I'm lucky I caught it.
1: Do you think like what if I'd have said, Oh, that Drake toll? <laughs> what if I'd have just gone off on Drake that and been Kale. Funny. Sit
3: that deal? <laughs> That show now, is everybody's the worst. Done,
1: everybody's <laughs> done the deal where they've been, and again, it's a good lesson to only say nice things about right. people. But, like, you're texting some buddies, it's either a group text or something, and you're, like, mad at one of your friends, and you accidentally text it to that friend who you're, like, complaining about. I feel like that's happened to pretty much everybody, and that's the worst. That really is. That's that's a bad that's a bad feeling. <laughs> Aaron, I did that to somebody that we had on a lot this year, and he was gracious, and he was a great rangers helper for us, but it took him a while to get over it, the the uh, The side text. Oh, Again, a good lesson to just only say kind things about people, and just kind of, you know, when you text. I, what I've tried to convince my daughter of, Aaron, uh, who's 16 years old, is like, just any email you send or any text, just try to imagine like everybody seeing it. Like uh, I mean, it's hard to get that across. Like for people that are Snapchatting and all of that, but uh, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. All right, Aaron, it is time to proceed. We've got we've got good things happening. We've got pretty good news for you on the Cowboys front, and then Aaron, let's react to. Last night's Eagles-Chiefs game. I mean, it could have been great for the Cowboys, but it was not. We react to that
3: next. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman.
4: The Baylor women back in action Friday, Black Friday in the Farrell Center hosting McNeese. 1.30 One thirty for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off Friday on 104.9 FM.
3: Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM.
5: King of the road.
2: When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kissair, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
8: First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Financed elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com.
9: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA.
1: Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host. A watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktails open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m. And then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It is the Element Waco Hotel and ask about our discounted rates for November and December.
7: Now, back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mm. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the
1: Matt Mosley Show, uh, Aaron Sexton alongside here on ESPN Central Texas, a holiday edition. We'll do one more show tomorrow, and uh, Stephanie's Sports Corner will occur today. Aaron, I don't don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. Apparently, you can't call in from, you know, I think there may be holiday travel involved. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, we will have Stephanie's Sports Corner today at 345, all right? Right around there. Right around there, and we've got all kinds of. We got Scott Drew, Baylor basketball coach, at four. We'll talk Cowboys with John Muschoda from the Athletic at five twenty, and then Aaron, we got some flex week thirteen uh, flex scheduling announcements. The uh, it appears that a Broncos Texans game has been moved to one p.m. Eastern, so that's noon. I mean Texans are actually pretty good right now, but that's fine. And then the Panthers-Bucks has been have been moved to four to three oh five on CBS. I mean, why would they flex that? I see the Broncos at Houston. This is uh, week thirteen. This is December third. It says the Texans will be played. That Monday night game, by the way, December 4th, is Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Okay, that's not, I mean, it's not great. It's not, I mean, without Burroughs. See, you wonder, you wish some of these teams could uh, flex out of these things. Aaron, why would they even, why is that even a thing? Can you explain that to me? Now, the Seahawks, let's remember, that's a Thursday game. Not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, the Seahawks will be at the Cowboys on a Thursday night. Oh, gosh, I'll have to figure out how to do the show and be in position at that game. We'll, get to, we'll figure that out. I may have to just get out there early and have a big time out there in uh, Arlington. But in on that flex scheduling, Aaron, the Broncos-Texans game moves to noon, and the panthers bucks moves to 3.05 on CBS. There's absolutely no... Aaron, does does that make any sense to you? Because generally when we get flex scheduling news, it means we're like flexing to a better game. Like that seems like they're just flexing bad games. Nobody wants to see either one of those games, right? Broncos, Tex... But I would have more interest in... A Broncos-Texans game than a Panthers-Buccaneers game. Aaron, am I – I mean, would you agree with me?
2: Yeah, and that's the – and I I wish I could give him credit. I I read a tweet uh, before the show talking about that. And it may have been uh, Shehan, Jayaraja from CBS Sports, who said that it looks like they're basically flexing the Texans out of the window where the Eagles and 49ers play to make sure that that is the high-priority game because – Okay. A lot of people would tune in to watch C.J. Stroud and the suddenly resurgent Denver Broncos team, but mostly C.J. Hmm. Stroud. Hmm. I don't know that I believe it, but that was his hypothesis.
1: Isn't that, isn't that awful, that got that hit that I don't even think the penalty was called, and that guy's now out for how many games, Aaron, the the uh, the play the, uh, safety from the Broncos? Isn't he out for like four more games or something? He'd just come back from a suspension. And he put a he put a hit on the Vikings quarterback Dobbs, and just crushed him. Um, I guess old school that would have not, but but I, yeah, he is he is out of commission for I think four a games. Month. Yeah, yeah, four games. Um, the the uh, there's one other NFL thing, Aaron, that had my interest. Leonard got cut by the Colts. He's a good player. And I think some people were kind of surprised by that. What was that, Aaron Darius Leonard?
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. See, Stephon Gilmore was a teammate of his with the Colts. And then the Colts defensive coordinator Gus Bradley and Dan Quinn worked together in Seattle. So there has been some thought that the Cowboys – might have interest. Cowboys lost Van Der Esch for the season to a neck injury that could force retirement. Um, Aaron, this one, this is a four-time all-pro linebacker in Shaq Leonard and returned to the lineup this season after two back surgeries in 2022 to correct nerve issues he was getting inconsistent playing time as he tried to play his way into form um he the the way he's been used has not sat well with him and in two separate media availabilities leonard has complained at length about his usage After being told he would split reps, Aaron, you remember this, Leonard said, it sucked hearing that. You're already not playing on third downs. You're taking reps on second down too. So it's very heartbreaking to get that. But it is what it is. This was a pretty abrupt decision today. These past, and again, this is, and I've called him two different names. His full name is Darius Shaquille Leonard. And people, you know, a lot of times call him Shaq Leonard. But these past six years, he said today, have been nothing but incredible. Through the good times and bad, y'all stood by my side. I apologize for not bringing that trophy back to the 317. The energy at Lucas Oil has been nothing but amazing. And I thank you for every memory. Well, that... That got everybody thinking the trade deadline is passed, so he must clear waivers before becoming a free agent. Now, the contract is significant. He signed a five-year, $99 million contract in 2021. It was scheduled to run through 2026. Aaron, here we are in 2023, and he was slated to earn more than 15.7 million in base salary this season. Releasing Leonard saves the Colts more than 16 million in salary cap space in 2024 when he would have had a cap number of 21 point, or 20.1 million. They have now filled his, uh, the roster spot with somebody named Ronnie Harrison, Jr. That name actually rings a bell with me off their practice squad. So very interesting. I I don't know. You know, with those kind of, with a deal like that in place, I don't know what the waivers' claims will be like. I can't help but think that the Cowboys given their, now again, Marquise Bell's playing really well. DeMond Clark's playing well. So, I don't know. I mean, everybody just assumes the Cowboys would be interested. There are ties to Shaq Leonard. He's a really good player. He's been a great player. But, Aaron, that that does concern you. I mean, it's some of the same issues with Vander Esch. His career may be over, okay, with all these neck injuries. They're waiting for – this guy had nerve damage and back surgeries and all that. So he's only 28. He's younger than Vander but I I don't know if I would be lining up to bring him in now. If you could, if you could do a flyer on him and not, and just pay him the veterans minimum, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think the thing is, if you try to put a waivers claim in on him, you you literally would have you would you could have first say, but you'd have to pick up a big portion of his deal. So again, I think he'll likely become a free agent is how this will come. Aaron, have you seen anything different than that? That's just the way I'm interpreting this.
2: No, in the article I read, I believe it was ESPN, said the same thing, that with as much money as he's owed, it's practically a zero chance that someone will pick him up. They'll let him clear waivers and then try to sign him.
1: Okay, and we may have time later in today's program to get into some more NFL headlines. Now, one thing I did want to tell you is that for the Cowboys – CeeDee Lamb, now Gallup was out for personal reasons today. Tyron Smith just had a normal day off. Um, CeeDee Lamb told reporters that he's going to be fine and he's good to go for Thursday. So I don't think, I mean, I think they kind of wanted to make sure he was up to full speed tomorrow on Wednesday. But he did tell reporters today that all is well. Aaron, I'm told, by the way, the Cowboys didn't love that some of the local uh, reporters complained about like how Jerry made the announcement with Jimmy in Carolina right before the game. Some people had said, hey, that's kind of disrespectful toward the Panthers. There was some reason they did it. I think it was probably a fairly close trip for Jimmy and... Maybe it was one of the last games the Fox crew was going to have for the Cowboys. I don't know. That seems odd to me, Aaron, with all the games they have left this season. But that is, those were the reasons I heard. But, boy, the Cowboys did not like the media complaining about, but it is weird. You're up there, you're playing an NFL team and you're trying to get the reporters to come to some kind of news conference 15 minutes before kickoff i mean it does feel a little disrespectful now why did they do it that way well they were trying to hit some kind of fox pregame window to which jerry then announced on fox pregame that jimmy was going to go in in the night in 1923 accidentally said that obviously it's 2023 and uh that will happen coming up against the Detroit Lions uh another interesting NFL note Aaron and we can come back and hit this again later if we want to but Tom Brady you know is was interviewed on Stephen A's show and you know he's cited numerous reasons, uh, and you know for retirement, and he said Brady says of the poor. He said I don't. I think there's a lot. This is what he said of the uh, of the of the play right now in the NFL. Um, he said I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past said, I think the coaching isn't as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. I don't think the schemes are as good as they were. said, the rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. Aaron, you think the NFL appreciates Tom Brady? <laughs> you know, soon he'll, whenever he decides he wants to, he'll step into the booth and he'll be on Fox because he's signed some huge future deal with them. Um, the league is on pace for its lowest scoring season on average since 2009. When teams combined for 42.9 points per game. Now, Aaron, one reason might be you don't have Rodgers playing. Kyler Murray's missed a lot of time. Burrow's now out. Watson's out. Uh, The young, exciting quarterback from the Colts. Richardson's out. Cousins is out. I mean, that could have something to do with that. Um, Brady bemoaned the recent rule changes designed to protect players from injury. He said, I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty today. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself. We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Wow. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Because here's a guy that probably benefited from the quarterback. I mean, one of the reasons you can't go low on a quarterback anymore is because of a bad injury Brady suffered years ago. And, uh, I mean, Aaron, this is a lot of, like, good old days syndrome uh, in – And I I was kind of hoping they'd ask him about all the Michigan sign-stealing stuff. I didn't see that he had any comments on that. But he basically said that he doesn't think players are ready anymore. They're not as prepared coming in. So he's basically, he said, college players were better prepared when I came out than they are now. Just because so many coaches are changing programs. And I would say there's not even a lot of college programs anymore. There's a lot of college teams, but not programs that are developing players. Ooh. Aaron, there's been some talk about the Baylor program, you know. Was, Was there better development over the years with Matt Rule? Has it not been happening in recent years? How much of it, of course, is portal, NIL, and how much of it is just pure not getting these guys where they need to be. It's a hard one, Aaron, because, you know, you look at some of Baylor's best young players now, they're like freshmen and sophomores. So they're, I mean, I guess those guys in some ways, What do? You, what's the deal? Like, you're developing g- guys pretty quickly. I, I don't know. I, I heard something from Dave yesterday, and I didn't bring this up, from Miranda, Aaron, and it was the first time I'd ever heard Dave almost try to throw... He's really good about not using young players as an excuse. He brought up how many young players they're having to play. That is a coach trying to ask for another year. When you basically say, we got all these young players. I mean, the question becomes like, where? And maybe you blame it on the portal. I don't know. Baylor has not had huge departures. Aaron, we can complain all day about him waiting too late to get involved in the portal, and he's even admitted that. But let's not act like Baylor's had a huge portal exit problem they may this year. If they make a change and they have a bunch of people leaving the portal, that's just part of the, that's the, na- that's the nature of it. But They'll have to go bring in a bunch of guys. But, Aaron, I, I bet if we looked, Baylor has had fewer portal departures than almost any program in the Big 12.
2: But how much of that is because of the talent level? I mean, they're getting blown out by You're saying not very good teams. are coming
1: after their players?
2: Yeah. And look, I know that there's lots of talented players on the roster, but
1: yeah.
2: if you look at the results on the field, I mean, are no, people really lining up for a lot of the beta roster?
1: Be careful, Aaron. Don't let Drake say that hear you say that i keep he has told me several times the horses are in the barn okay so they're all they're all in there but um yeah it's it's not good and uh the talent level the development it's all part of it and then the nil i mean whether it's fair or not to dave if dave ends up uh getting fired they're gonna go crazy on i mean like Whether or not he's here, the portal is about to explode for the Bears. Now, again, I I meant to dig in on this yesterday. I'm going to do this. I promise I'm going to do the Mosley investigation tonight. I I need to look. And, Aaron, you're good at this kind of stuff, these kinds of investigations. Let's see if we can get a feel for, like, what we think the SMU or Oklahoma State or, or, or TCU, like, Tomorrow, my assignment that I'm going to assign myself is to find out what the roster number is for TCU. Get a ballpark number of what budget they have for NIL for their roster. Because we can complain about all this stuff all day. Oh, we don't have enough NIL. We don't have enough NIL. I mean, Baylor has at least $2 million in NIL money assigned to this roster. Now, how does that compare to the other? Uh, well, that's, that's, a, that's a fair question. I would say it probably doesn't compare favorably. I would say Baylor that number is about to jump in a big way. And I think Baylor will end up next by next season the roster and it'll arrive soon is going to be somewhere between four and a half and six million dollars for football. Four and a half and six million dollars in football. According to just some of the stuff, i am kind of been looking around and peeking around and looking under, you know, because Baylor doesn't print this stuff anywhere. Baylor also has to do a better job, and, boy, I've heard from people way up high on this one, but of publicizing. Like, if you're good at NIL, why would you not be telling everybody? Now, maybe they aren't, and maybe they haven't felt great about it. But, boy, if you do start bringing in a bunch of NIL money, you better be screaming it from the hill! Hey, hey! Look at what we're doing! Look at the excitement around our program! Now, there's no excitement right now because they're about to finish a year, three and nine. Okay, I mean, I Aaron, show me a program uh, in college football right now that like we we could look at and go, ooh, three and nine. This, this program's about to turn the corner. There's probably not one out there. There's probably not one out there. And by the way, there's going to be some growing pains. I don't think next whoever they bring in i mean you bring in dion uh dion did get a jump in wins but he's only got like four wins they went from one win to four wins and yet he's the greatest marketer ever so it doesn't guarantee you that oh next year baylor's gonna be in a bowl but maybe maybe we'll see proof like we thought with rule when he had one win that one season i think we mostly thought it was headed in the right direction I know some people were not thinking that. But I think we thought he was headed in the right direction. And it turned out he was. Bowl game the next year. Huge year the next year. Okay. It is time. It's a holiday edition of Stephanie's Sports Corner. That is next.
9: Thanksgiving Day. It's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas
6: Cowboys radio network station. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life.
5: Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our Client Relationship Summary Disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash Relationship Summary.
6: moving is fun said nobody ever jay here from pickup outfitters and let's face it moving sucks but we did it and now we're in our shiny new location announcing ta-da the new world headquarters of the pickup outfitters center to end truck nudity maybe you've seen all the work going on waco drive with the new silver and red building the new location is 4535 west waco drive in between the old richie's western wear and diamore jewelers that's just a half mile away from our old location we got some cool new equipment and services coming soon but one thing that won't change is that we're still outfitting naked trucks from bed covers and steps to toolboxes hitches grill guards pickup outfitters also does the heavy duty stuff full front replacement bumpers airbag suspension goosenecks fifth wheels come by and see us even if it's just to say hi and get a free cup of coffee pickup outfitters has moved 4535 west waco drive in between the old ritchie's western wear and diamori jewelers
10: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at BarnettContracting.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
11: Wanna cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations and New Media has the skills, knowledge and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations and New Media, we've got you covered.
5: Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his long-time connection to Baylor University. His brother, Jerry, played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son, Bo, played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is uh, Matt Mosley's show. Scott Drew. Scott Drew. He's in Brooklyn. He's made his way to Brooklyn. uh, And uh, some of the coaches right now are in a little uh, traffic. Uh, But uh, I've been, Aaron, you'll love this. I've been gathering nuggets on Oregon State. The team Baylor plays tomorrow. And so I'm going to be able to share some inside info on the old Oregon State Beavers. All right. But this is a uh, this important time of day because and it, it's a holiday. In fact, um gosh, I mean this may be our last sports corner of the week. Uh it's a heavily sponsored uh, segment that we do. I mean, you'll hear I mean, it's just everybody wants to be a part of Stephanie Sports Corner.
6: Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony
10: of defeat. The
3: human drama of athletic
9: competition. It's time for Stephanie's Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels. And now,
1: here's Stephanie. My Fuels. Oh, man. I, this <laughs> is always a treat. I like to say it like Billy Ray says it. My Fuels. Ah, but that is a, uh, that's a good list right there. Whoa, it just, it's expanding all the time, and uh, we welcome everybody who is involved with Stephanie's Sports Corner. As everybody kind of gathers around with their families, a lot of people taking this week off, we, of course... We do not take time off. That is just not part of what we do. Right. Okay. In fact, they tried, the owner of MM Broadcasting said, Mosley, you need to take some time off. You know, you've worked every weekend, Cowboys games, Baylor games. You should probably take some time off. And I just said, no, I don't, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> Terry's always trying to, to get me to take time off. It's just an unbelievable group uh work-life balance is kind of what they what they always uh, strive for um and stephanie i did want to let you know since you've been monitoring all these games <laughs> the colorado buffaloes now that's a place you would have enjoyed now you ended up going out to school in california to kind of a bible college and and uh boy did some cheerleading out there and did a lot of things there uh on campus but the co- you would have been right at home in Boulder, especially with a lot of your liberal thoughts and ideas. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Colorado has taken a 27-25 lead over the Seminoles of Florida State in the Sunshine Slam with a minute left in the first half. And then Gonzaga with a monster victory over Syracuse. And I guarantee you, Bayheim from syracuse aaron knows this you know he's rooting for them to really struggle and then beg him to come back (laughs) please jimmy please come out of retirement this is not the type of selfless it's not coach k like coach k wants his guy to succeed Beheim, to me is not wired that way uh nolan hickman with a huge day for the uh, zags all right stephanie what's uh um What's on your mind today as we embrace the holidays and get ready to gather around the table tomorrow? And Stephanie, what are you, are you ordering out? No. Uh, are you preparing,
12: preparing some things food. at the house? What's I'm it, What's it look food. like? Did well, you, have you
1: gone to the grocery store yet? Yes,
12: kind of, sort of, yes. All but right. uh, I do have family coming in and I am cooking. So I will not be joining you all tomorrow because there's just so much on my plate. But we we are not having turkey and I know everyone's like, why not because I don't really like turkey and so Scott doesn't really like turkey
1: there <laughs> <Aaron, Aaron, laughs> at some point somebody at that table when she's gonna try to run some kind of tex-mex stuff in there and somebody's <laughs> gonna say, boy this this is great this tastes a lot like los cucos
12: No 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 I yes, can I want yes. everyone to know out there that I. Can cook. I am an amazing cook. I cannot mm. bake, but I can cook. There's a difference. So okay. we're not having turkey, but, well, you know, most of the most of the United States is having turkey. So I was doing some research today on the Googles. And what are you
1: having, by the way? Uh, we are of having revis.
12: We're having steak.
1: Is Scott going to get out on the grill and yes. do those?
12: He's going to grill them, and I'm doing all the fixings. So. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. So
12: if you're in the area, stop by.
1: By (laughs) the way, if you ever wonder who can pull off one of those, uh, what's that, McAfee muscle (laughs) shirts, it's old Scott, and he's gonna, (laughs) no matter what the weather, he'll be out there tomorrow, in one of those sleeveless shirts, you know,
13: out on the grill,
1: and all Stephanie's family will come in. Who is that gentleman out there? Oh
12: right. (laughs) Okay, that's, Aaron's over here dying laughing. Okay, that's
1: my man. That's my man. <laughs> that's my man. Um, but, um, no, okay, yeah. So, well, yeah. You've been on the internet. What have you learned?
12: Okay, so, you know, they have turkey trots all over the United States, which, if you don't know what a turkey trot is, it's could be it's like a 5K, five-mile run. They'll do a one-mile run. In fact, Waco will be having one um, that will be this Thursday starting at 8 a.m., At the Waco Suspension Bridge, Um, there's a one-mile run, and then the 5K run will be at 8.30. But this is what I did not know, and I found out what I thought was was cool. That the oldest turkey trot is held in Buffalo, New York, which started in 1896. And literally about 14,000 runners show up Thanksgiving morning to run a five-mile run. Now, that's pretty cool. And... I found this out that in Sylvania, Sylvania, sorry, Sylvania. I guess that's how you say it. Ohio. They have mm. smoked the turkey trot, and what they do is two thousand people dress up in either Ohio State Buckeye clothing or Michigan or Michigan, and so they wear their state their colors because you know Ohio and Michigan play on Saturday, so they do it. And typically, Ohio and Michigan will play the last Saturday of the month of November. So that's what's going on that day. And then out in your neck of the woods, out in the Dallas area, Matt, they have the YMCA Turkey Trot, and it's been around for 55 years, which I did not know that. And that's a fun run, five miles or eight miles, and they also um, uh, you can drop off food cans and all that. You know, they raise food and money. But there are 27 recorded turkey trots that people participate in Around the United States on Thanksgiving Day. And so I thought we should talk about that because I think it's pretty cool. Now, I'm not going to be down at the suspension bridge running because I will be cooking. But if y'all want to go. do that.
1: Sh- <laughs> I mean, as much as you and Scott profess to work out. We, um, we were up this I, morning
12: working out. Yes, I mean, we were. Yes, we were.
1: I don't know if anybody has put eyes on that. Maybe there's some kind of home uh, workout area. We
12: do have but, a home gym. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, um But yeah. You know, well, hopefully uh y'all don't put like your workouts on Facebook like some people do.
12: <laughs> well we could.
1: We could. I see sometimes people like put before and after stuff.
12: Yeah, you know, This like, is what I look like before my, now after. My
1: picks are always the before. I've never <laughs> I've never had an after pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I do occasionally somebody will show me a pick of like in college or when I was in my thirty early 30s, late to whatever, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's another, that is a, you know, that's just a whole other individual. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going interesting, though. The the turkey trot, YMCA, the downtown, has always seemed of interest to me, but I actually grew up in the Dallas area, but in Kaufman, uh, 30 to 40 miles uh, southeast, and we would, in my early days, we would go out to East Texas, okay? We would mm-hmm. make our way out uh, to uh Elkhart, that area toward Palestine and Elkhart, Texas, and then, um, then we would come to McKinney. All yes. right, and so I would be up that direction, and um, and then Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that took place there. Now, um, Stephanie will be at my uh my in laws. Oh, my nice. uh, my wife's parents will host, and 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 what's really cool is, at my my parents come as well, and my mom's mom, who is one hundred years old now.
12: Oh, that's precious. my grandmother
1: will be there with us.
12: That's sweet. Um, that's
1: really so sweet. anyway, well, you, you, and my my daughter, of course. But of it'll course. be a it'll be a nice uh, it'll be a nice gathering. And usually, my wife's. Aunt and uncle join us as well, but, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're they have dogs that they have to tend to, so I don't well, think they're making the trip in from Tulsa.
12: Yeah, I would just say that all you families that are getting together get to, that can get together, be grateful and thankful that you still have family members around. Um, I was going to tell you a funny story that you know, growing up in Dallas, um, my family would get together cousins, aunt and uncles on Thanksgiving Day, and we would actually have a fam. Family football. We'd have a football game. We'd split up in teams and it'd be flag football. Well, we'd all be so mad at each other <laughs> that nobody would even talk because, you know, my sister pulled my hair during the game or, you mm-hmm. know, the younger kids were mad because they lost and cry. And so it was kind of funny because when we'd all get to Thanksgiving dinner, nobody would be talking to each other. So we decided, all right, no more, no more Thanksgiving football games because We're supposed to be thankful for each other and not be mad at each other. So, but, anyways, yeah. I think next year I will try to do the Waco turkey trot and run in it. So maybe y'all want to join me. Aaron? Aaron? I will be there. I will be rooting you on from afar. (laughs) (laughs) You and Scott can be at the finish line. I will
2: be watching the Cowboys thinking about you.
12: Uh, Oh, it's in the morning. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's in the morning. So you can get up and. I Kevin will be Scott
2: resting can't... for the Cowboys game thinking about it. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and we and that's what's kind of cool too is the football before this uh-huh. year. You know, usually the Lions game is kind of a blah because they're not good. But this year will be really good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, Lions and what Packers is that right who's playing? Uh, the Lions. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, and then obviously the uh, Cowboys and The Commanders. commanders.
6: Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: used to be the Lions would play. The I feel like for years they they played the same team, but in recent years it's been different teams. But always, uh, always the Cowboys rotate teams through. But I would say the Commanders have been the 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 most appearances over the years of uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins. Obviously, mm-hmm. so. Uh, all right, hey Stephanie, thank you, thank you, and Excellent have a stuff. happy
12: Thanksgiving.
1: All right, and good luck
5: with Thank whatever <laughs> whatever
1: meat you're preparing. But uh, mm-hmm. ribeyes, ribeyes, rib that'll yep. be good. Yep. All right, have plenty uh, of Heinz fifty seven
12: available. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Scott's the one grilling those, so no,
1: he'll really? be fine. Yeah, Scott'll be fine. All right, go. all right.
12: Take he'll care.
1: Out okay, <laughs> flexing and doing his thing. All right, it is it is the uh, Matt Mosley show on a holiday thanks for listening to us as you gather with your family we'll continue we've got a lot more information uh i've got a lot of thoughts and, and some information to pass along my thoughts on the whole baylor coaching situation but next scott drew uh getting ready for the bears to play in brooklyn baylor men's basketball coach joins us next
4: Cowboys football, 2023. Prescott's under center. Only heard here. Here. Fakes it to Pollard. Gives a reverse to Lamb. Block on the edge.
0: All
9: season. Lamb will walk the dog. Touchdown, Dallas. Thanksgiving Day. It's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
2: Cowboys football Thanksgiving Day, starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas.
14: It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation
6: Doctor will make a house call. Baylor
4: alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected, get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with rockmymortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, rockmymortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. rockmymortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at rockmymortgage.com. Hi,
15: this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas.
5: Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. And once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign. And they're asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual
0: campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas.
5: Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Drop it off in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck right there on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute these toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if
0: you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute.
5: Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at Imperial Drive in Waco.
4: The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com.
7: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and we're always pleased to be
1: joined by Baylor head basketball coach, men's basketball coach, uh, Scott Drew. And, uh, Scott, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, You're taking your team to Brooklyn, uh, Oregon State on Wednesday and then you got the other game, uh, after that, I guess Pitt and, uh, is going to be playing over on the other side against Florida. <clears throat> these are, these are great opportunities. Um, you know, how much do you, you want to learn about your team? Obviously, um, uh, ch- put them in a challenging position, but also great bonding opportunity to, to be on the road at a, you know, very special time, I would think.
16: Yeah, first of all, these uh, tournaments are crucial for uh, postseason. One, if you make it, two, you're seeding. Um, Three, this is very similar to an NCAA tournament. You play in a big arena, um, you play, you're off, you play. So, uh, um, two games, three days. Um, And and the bigger arenas have a different background uh, setting, obviously, than the smaller college arenas. Uh, Also, uh, uh, for your players, it's a chance national platform. Uh, everybody's home, uh, having a great Thanksgiving meal, fun time with family friends. Great platform for Baylor University, Baylor basketball, just to show uh, what Baylor basketball is about and Baylor University and the culture of Baylor.
1: Yeah, I think that's right, and um, uh, it's just it, it, uh, even that Auburn having the the night um, to you know to, for everybody to kind of gather around and watch the team. Um, I'm sure you're like me when you were a kid and we're similar age. That, that was Thanksgiving is like, that's really used to be the true start of college basketball when you would watch some of these tournaments and watch all these things kind of unfold. Um, what do you look into? Uh, what's kind of, you know, early trends? That you're seeing from this team, um, I mean, it's really been all positive so far, and I think the the uh, rankings will bear that out this week as y'all continue to move up. But what do you, what do you, as you get ready to, uh, uh, you know, go up against a pretty good Pac-12 team, and and uh, what are you kind of looking for from your team, and and what kind of trends are you liking, and what what do you need to kind of address here early in the season?
16: Well, I think I think first and foremost, you look at uh, every game. And uh, um, uh, it, 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 you, you better bring it or you're going to lose. And people are like, well, I haven't heard of that team. They're not very good. Look at their record. Look at their projected. Um, just look at the scores each and every night. Because there's, there's games where you're like, how did they lose to them? Or they yeah. one team will play a great game and the next game, like Michigan looked like a million dollars against uh, uh, St. John's and then they turn around and lose at home. Uh, uh the next game i mean and that stuff happens all the time uh last night i think jackson state 0 and 5 uh beats uh missouri i mean every night you have upsets so college basketball more parody than than there's been and each and every year it seems like that more and more and uh it, you you First thing in every everything you do is you want to win, and um, every game you play, you better bring it or, or you're not going to win. So that's first and foremost. Other than that, uh, it, it, you you look at uh, um, this weekend for us. I mean, these tournaments are, are business trips, and uh, the teams that the teams that stay focused, stay together, um, and you win these tournaments. And, not only helps you with momentum for the rest of your non-conference, but really helps you when you get into seeding time and postseason because you've had that success, you have that confidence. and uh, I think if you go back, and I know Mosley's big on the research, but teams that yeah. win these tournaments usually advance and do really well come NCAA March Madness time.
1: Yeah, I, I think you generally, this time of year, you're kind of looking to me for all the analytics and all that kind of thing, but uh, <laughs> I uh, uh and it's talking to Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You know, one thing I've noticed early in this season, you know, you got guards for years, whatever Fran likes to say, more than Buckingham Palace, or I think he uh-huh. uses Rikers Island. He's got several that he'll roll out. He tried a new one on uh-huh. here recently, but... It's – Jaden Nunn was on with me the other day. And, first of all, he's just a neat guy, obviously a great guy. And and we've been over that. But, I mean, I've had one of your other coaches, you know, tell me, hey, this might have been the steal of all the portal deals. And the thing I didn't realize, I was kind of anticipating some great defense. But, I mean, he averaged – when he came in from VCU, you know, close to 10 points a game. But he had 25 points in that game the other night, and he's hitting threes. He gets to his spots. It's really hard to keep him out of the lane. Um, I mean, Scott, I'm not – you know, I don't know if none of this shocks you, but, I mean, I just think that's probably been a pretty cool addition to see. Not only is he a great defender, but, man, he's bringing a lot of scoring punch on that side of the ball.
16: Yeah, a couple couple things stand out. First and foremost is he uh, uh, backed up at point, but you never really uh, uh, thought of him as a point guard, especially if you read any of the transfer portal stuff. Um, uh, it, it, at VCU, um, uh, Ace pretty much dominated the ball and point guard spot player of the year, defensive player of the year. And that conference got a lot of attention and, and rightfully so, but Uh, I think Jaden's 40% three point percentage was a good indication. He can make threes. Um, And the fact that uh, he gets to the free throw line, as much as he does, the more he has opportunities and some of that's come with him playing point guard. uh, He's passed it well, um, but he's also made uh, proper reads on when to get to the rim and when to, when to hit the fill, when to hit the big. So, uh, a lot of things, I think, uh, just being in a position where he had, had the ball more and more freedom to showcase what he could do, and hence why most people didn't talk about him as much or rank him as high in the portal and, and expect as much out of him.
1: Yeah, um, it's that, that, that has been nice, and we knew Ray J was going to be really good at the point, Um I, I just – I mean, I can't help but think of your program right now. And, you know, uh, like Keontae, we knew he would quickly become the starting guard for Utah. But he and, – and he'll have his rough moments. But, man, it, it's fun. To, he had a tough shooting game last night. But he's been he's been great. And I just don't know. When people look at Baylor, I mean, guard after guard – uh, I mean, y'all keep putting people out into the lottery or the first round, but that's kind of, that's got to be a neat thing to see, um, you know, guys continue. I mean, it's like, I don't know, four straight years or something. Y'all are first rounders and, and, uh, but to see Keontae, who was a star for you last year as a freshman, just continue to take his game to the next level, that has to be kind of fun. And I, I, uh, well, if I'm a guard, I, I, I would not go anywhere else. Uh, but, uh, that's, uh, that, that's that got to be rewarding for you and the staff to turn it on and see Keontae going like toe-to-toe with Phoenix and some of these great teams.
16: Well, I think if you look at uh, uh, right now, you have, um, Davion's playing point guard, and obviously he's backing up Fox, who's uh, an all star. Uh, you have Jeremy, uh, starting at the point guard with the Spurs. You got Keontae mm-hmm. uh, starting, uh, with the Jazz at times at the point. Uh, Royce O'Neal plays the point and, uh, starts, uh, on and off for the Nets. You got TP starting for the Lakers. I mean, a lot of our guys are having success. Uh, other guys in the league, but I mean, those guys, I mean, um, uh, a lot of guys playing point guard. A lot of guys starting, and with that, I, I, you look at Keonti, uh in high school, played off the ball, came here and and really was really, really was good at uh, uh, um, seeing the floor, making right passes, and uh, second and assist for us. Uh, and I think. Uh, a lot of that surprised the NBA because they hadn't seen as much of that in high school. They just seen him as a scorer. Uh, they really embraced that with the Jazz, knowing that hey, we need a point guard. If you can, if you can take care of the ball and have a great assist to turnover ratio, that's a, a path for you. Um, I think he's done a remarkable job in uh, continuing to develop and uh, improve. And um, uh, it's fun watching him play. Uh, you, you mentioned. Uh, uh, success in in the last three years. Nobody's had three guys drafted in the top 16 uh, in the country, and that's that's NBA success, and no one's won more Power Five games than us in the last four years. So winning basketball in the last four years, pros, Mm -hmm. um, but humbly I'll say this, uh, coaches often get way too much praise and way too much criticism because if you don't have great players, uh, you're not a good coach, and if you don't have great players that put the team over themselves, you're not a good coach. So really, the players deserve all the all the credit, and our staff's done a great job uh, identifying who fits our culture, who who we can help the most and thrive, uh, who can thrive the most in our culture. And because uh, at the end of the day, um, there's certain people that uh, we coach that we can uh, help more than other people. So it's finding the ones that fit your culture and you can help the most. Uh, those are the ones you want to want to want to coach.
1: Talking to Scott Drew, Baylor men's basketball coach, and uh, by the way, that left-handed—I'm sure you saw that on social media. I mean, he speaking of his passing, he took his left hand, threaded the needle. I mean, it was. I don't know. That was like Joker level. I'm trying to think. I mean, that was uh, LeBron level. That was a wild, and that, 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 that to me opened up. And, you know, a few years ago, Utah, when they had Donovan, you're like, oh my gosh, your eyes start to open up. And I'm not saying he's going to be Donovan, but like, whoa. I mean, it's, it's uh, really cool to see. And it's a good fit because he does have some, uh, some good players around him and that kind of thing. And so he doesn't have to like carry the load kind of like Mitchell did. Um, I, you know, l- speaking of talent, um, you know, I, I know sometimes and boy, I'm a cynical and I'll look at the negative. Oh, who, you know, but boy, you guys continue. I didn't get to last time we talked. I don't think y'all had finished announcing your entire class, but uh, Rob Wright, is uh, coming in Asimoda is another one, and then the JUCO guy. I'm, I'm fascinated. You guys continue to add size, uh, just all kinds of length. Um, but but this this last class you had, Scott, and I know we were frustrated uh, uh, about one guy that we didn't get. But I mean, this is a uh, still a, a, a top class and. And uh, Robert just is a guy that's just steadily come up in the rankings, and I, I, I think he's, a, again, going to join a group of guards that just always seem to fit really well together.
16: Well, what's great about this class is uh, Rob had committed to us uh, for a while, and someone we've been a part of his journey, and uh, Gatorade player of the state, goes to Mount Berg. Coach Boyle loves him, um, so critical for their team uh they got a lot of similar guys similar size 68 to 610 um but they got one Rob Wright and uh he's done a phenomenal job at Mount Vernon will learn and grow a lot and uh under coach Boyle and 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 uh, I know besides your staff like him the players every time uh, our coaches go down there the the Players say, he's the guy. We love playing with him. So a lot of positives. Um, Jason uh, Asumoto, someone's committed to us for a long time. He's got uh, great size, great length, but he has uh, uh, elite shooting ability and somebody that uh, uh, academically is outstanding. Um, And uh, uh, both those guys are are ranked high for a reason. Uh, Noah is somebody that uh, has only played basketball really for one season. And this will be his second season. Uh, suffered an injury, um, so um, uh, that that'll that'll be a setback. But uh, uh, um, somebody with a lot of uh, upside potential and a, a lot of capabilities, and um, uh, somebody I know we're excited to coach and help him get to uh, 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 the level that he wants to be at. <sighs>
1: All right, and uh, Scott Drew joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You said something that grabbed my attention recently, and I, I just—we've all been amazed by uh, Everyday John and uh, and and, uh, and and just what he means to the whole Baylor everything. He's an inspiring guy, and yet you've seen these young bigs develop at an extremely quick rate. And obviously they're getting the bulk of the minutes right now. I heard you after a game basically say that John has kind of embraced this player um, coach role. And it's like, I mean, on one hand, you know, he was starting at the beginning of the season and on one hand, I mean, it's like great, but it's, it's surprising you know, because I mean, I guess with his comeback, you never knew, like, okay, what is he going to become? Or what is this new guy going to be in the future? Like, what, what are you – I mean, like, how is he embracing this? Because, again, unbelievable guy, but he didn't put all that work and that amazing work probably to ride the bench most of the game. So how – how are you handling that? How is he handling that? Because it's good news, bad news, right? The good news yeah. is your your young guys are unbelievable. You know, the bad news is you can't find as many minutes for him.
16: Mm-hmm. So the, the uh, probably shouldn't have said player coach from the standpoint the day that he arrived. He's been like a player coach, meaning uh, he competes so hard. He's so vocal and and boisterous in practice. He makes everybody better. Um, So he's like a big brother. I'm going to use that term from now on uh, (laughs) because every day he brings that to the team. Uh, At the same time, uh, again, he's in a a two-year recovery process um, and far exceeded anyone's expectations returning last year. And he's better than he was last year, no questions about it. But uh, at the same time, um, uh, Eve, Josh have done a great job going against them, learning from them, and those guys right now, uh, you're right, they're getting more of the minutes, but uh, what a luxury we have because if one of them is in foul trouble, one of them is injured, one of them is hurt, um, you know exactly what you're going to get from John. And that's a great feeling to have as a coach because uh, usually there is foul trouble, injuries, illness, someone not playing well, uh, something happens. So uh, that that depth, and it's not just with uh, John, I think across our team. Um, uh, The other day, Dan came in and really gave us a great lift uh, uh, two games ago. And I think uh, uh, each and every person is going to play a big part in our success this year. It's hard to be on every game. And... uh, um, Uh, that depth not only allows us to get better each and every day in practice, but it also allows the guys to uh, uh, stay on edge because they know if they don't play well, then someone else can step in. So every day, uh, uh, iron sharpens iron, we say. And at the same time, it has to be done in a way where you support one another, you help one another, and uh, on, when it's game day, you're all behind one another because there's only five on the court. And We're blessed to have uh, that kind of culture, those kind of guys, and those kind of teammates.
7: All right,
1: and uh, it's I saw uh, Fran's deal the other day. That was pretty cool with, with, like, where the Big 12 teams are in Pomeroy, those Ken Pomeroy rankings, and even in what some people would call like a rebuilding year for the conference, uh, the conference is kind of off the charts in that area. And last thing I'll leave you with, Scott, um, the Mosleys have been making a lot of plans, pulling a lot of resources together. And it does look like there will be a Madison Square Garden appearance uh, from the Mosley family uh, December 20th. Okay, so I just I wanted to I just wanted to let you know that that um, the preparations are under. So, So yeah,
16: so your G5 jet that you're renting, when can people join you on that trip up to Madison Square Garden?
1: Just a, just really, no seat, no more seats available on that one. <laughs> but if you want to send one of those, we're up for it. <laughs> that, it's, that's
16: awesome. Thank you very much. And as you know, uh, um, uh, this week, for those that are traveling up to see us in Brooklyn, it's uh, it's great to have a fan base that travels and supports us. And uh, it's a big reason for our success because at the end of the day, uh, in, in our sport more than any sport, crowds matter because the proximity to the court and uh, the energy they give the home team, uh, they can disrupt the, the the other team, and they can also help officials see things clear.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> well well said. All right, happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I hope to all the Drew family and uh, have a have a great uh, time there in Brooklyn and go go win one of these trophies. All right.
16: Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you, sir. All right, thanks, well
1: You bet. Time. Thank you. There he goes. Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley show ESPN
3: Central Texas. This is is ESPN Central Texas. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears close the regular season with a senior day matchup with West Virginia this Saturday at McLean Stadium. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 6 p.m. kickoff. The Bears look to send out the seniors in style, squaring off with the Mountaineers. And all of the excitement is here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
13: The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford, and when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV,
16: Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right
13: call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford.
9: my house Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate, universalwindowscentraltexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
10: I love my windows. They've got
8: that brand-new home effect. Universal Windows
7: Direct. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at centexsportsfan.com. Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or
1: staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, The rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktail open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m. And then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It is the Element Waco Hotel. And ask about our discounted
10: rates for November and December. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley.
1: We do have Campus Confidential coming up at 440. And uh, lots to get into there. Lots on the college front. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Baylor basketball. We'll be off the air at 5. Tip off at 6. Pre-game at five thirty. All right, we'll just get you right. Uh, we'll get you ready for that. We do have college basketball going on right now. UCLA all over Shamanade, thirty to eighteen in the first half. Florida State and the Colorado Buffaloes in quite a tussle out there in the Sunshine Slam, whatever that is, over on the CBS Sports Network. Florida State has taken. A 47-44 lead. Uh, Aaron, I hate this. I, I guess I could save this for campus. But I thought you might like me to share this with our audience already. And by the way, if you want to sound off, we got big Baylor game coming up. West Virginia, you may say, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, matters to a lot of players on that roster. A lot of seniors playing their last game at McLean. Um, I hope some folks show up, you know, I get it. I probably won't be the biggest crowd in the world, but, um, an opportunity to try to send them out the right way. Is there any way a Dave Aranda could rally the team and knock off West Virginia? Aaron, have you seen a line on this game? I was predicting it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of like West Virginia by Five to seven points. (laughs) Have you seen what what the latest line is? It on is it, Aaron?
2: I haven't, but I'm efforting that right now.
1: Okay, that's fine. I uh, um, while you're doing that, Aaron, minus nine. Okay, so you're close. So, I mean, I I don't want to blood. I I just don't want to like overdo this. Like we know it's bad. Okay, they're about, they could be one in seven at home. West Virginia, the thought before this season of West Virginia coming into Waco and being a nine point favorite is crazy. Now, Aaron Roder, our buddy Travis Roder, who we made famous, and then the internet's I guess if we paid these people, Aaron, maybe they would stay with us. I don't know. But we made him famous, and then the people over at Sikkim said we want some of that. Same thing with Sam Bradshaw. We make him famous. We want him. We want him, and that's fine because the founders of that thing are buddies of mine, so it's fine. But he constantly updates Aaron on those, like the the rankings. Uh, and Aaron, you love some of these analytics and some of these different rating rankings, and they they take all things into consideration. No matter how you look at it, Baylor is. Uh, One of the worst teams on offense, but really one of the worst teams in the country on defense. And if we can get past all the hand-wringing over, Aranda didn't do this, Aranda didn't do that, he didn't do NIL, he didn't do that. I mean, it's probably enough that he has presided, and and you can blame it on a lot of things, young players, young defensive coordinator, whatever. Aaron, who hired the young defensive coordinator? Well, it was Dave Aranda. I mean, again, I, I feel bad for him, but in some ways, they did everything in the world to try to set him up. And, like, I mean, even when it came to, like, doing interviews and doing things like that, I promise you, I don't want to get too far into it, but, boy, it's a, it's a protective shell that has been put around him. Oh, well, you don't want to talk to Mosley this week? We'll find you somebody else. You don't want to talk? I mean, like, it's been very, very. The Baylor has done everything in the world to. So on one hand, I do feel bad because I I just think he's so interesting, and I have learned from him, and and he reminds me as far as like how he sounds in front of the media, some of the more the really interesting stuff he says. That's kind of like how Parcells used to be. Now again, he's got there's nothing else about him that's like parcells other than i think you know both both certainly had a have a great acumen when it comes to how to play defense and what they want to do and all that kind of stuff you know it really stinks that he's going to go somewhere else and immediately help them in on defense and and the thing that stinks about that is he couldn't help our defense he couldn't I mean the, the thing's gone in the wrong direction, and you can say, well, it's a young defensive coordinator. If he didn't like the way Pallage was calling the games this year, he should have taken over. Like one of the things that'll probably be the reason he's not no longer here is that lack of assertiveness. Okay, you're going to get this young guy in here, but you better you better, I mean, like, how many times can you do this? He had to fire the offensive staff. Okay, after the first year. Grimes comes in. Mateos. Good group. Good group. Grimes brings in a new offense. Bohannon helps them big time. And 2021 happens. All right. We're all excited about that. Then the year after they finish six and seven, have to fire his mentor and longtime uh, coaching, um, you know, the guy he looked up to. Ron Roberts has to fire him. Okay, okay. Let's see how the next guy does. Well, we're one of the worst defenses in the country. Like I, you can sit around and blame this on the portal, nil. Uh, oh man, talent. Well, who's bringing in the talent? Who's who's out recruiting these people? It's his group. It's his staff. So um, I hate it because I like so many of these staff members, and I like I like Aranda. I, I just. <clears throat> I don't want anybody to say, oh, they set him up for failure. The truth is they didn't mean to because he didn't, he didn't get hired because he's some kind of great NIL portal guy. Okay, he got hired and then the world changed. And he's not, he's not fit for it. He's not a fit for this. What he's a fit for is, is holding up reviewing film calling defenses, he's a – I think he is somewhat of a defensive genius. I hate it that he couldn't fix this defense because it did, it really didn't show any improvement. Like, Josh Hoover has shown signs for TCU. He's had good moments. He's also been, you know, how you would expect a freshman quarterback to look, you know, just really raw at times. And then of course they just completely absolutely dominated the Bears and and run the Bears off the field. Whatever it was, forty-two, seventeen, forty-five, seventeen. It was, you know, it's just not a ball game. And there's no they, I the only case you make is if you think this guy would be able to function a lot better with a ton of NIO money and portal than maybe give him another go. I have seen no evidence that he truly wants that nor feels comfortable doing that. And part of that I admire. He's been very upfront. He's been very upfront about that, about that part. Aaron, have you noticed that er- every time I was just going to do a sh- if I get talking about Baylor football, I get wound up, but it's just, that's where we are. And, there's probably going to be a change, <laughs> and nobody wanted this. I mean, I get it now. Now that the t- season's in the tank and they're about three and nine, fans are dying for this, and I get all that's all that's all understandable. And I mean, and people are going to say mean things, and people, and and, and you know, yes, these are people, but that this is any fan base. I saw somebody else out there the other day, like, oh, these kids, they read this. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, they do, and that's not easy. And if people are being – what I don't feel like the Baylor fan base is doing that much of is, like, I don't ever sense that they truly – they might have been a little tough on shaping last year. I'll give them that. Uh, Or I'll give – but I don't think they've personally gone after players or anything like that. Are they upset with all the losses in this coaching staff? Yes, they are. Are these coaches paid a ton of money, especially the head coach? Yes, he is. So that's okay. That comes with the territory. And, oh, by the way, he's going to walk away. He's not going to walk away empty-handed. <clears throat> he's going to have however many more years at a you know large amount, and he's going to be fine. And he's going to go get uh, – He's going. somebody's going to pay him <clears throat> great money to go be their defense coordinator. And they'll say, hey, Dave, could you come here and do this for like two-and-a-half mil – two or two and a half mil, and he'll say, yeah, I think I could do that. And there'll be a bidding war, like USC might get involved, Who, Oklahoma. Aaron, if Lincoln can get past Dave kicking that late field <laughs> goal on him <laughs> a couple of years ago, oh, those were the days. Those were the days. And we can we can say we're, that Baylor's not that far removed but they might as well be 10 years removed from the situation they're in. And it's up to macros to fix it. All right? They used to call Wade Phillips, he, he liked to call himself Mr. Fix-It, because he liked to come into situations and take over and put things together. This is an opportunity. Hey, every, even the greatest of ADs are at some point going to have to fire somebody, and even somebody they hired. So... I mean, you know, people mad at him, that's fine, too. I mean, he's, he makes a ton of money. I mean, why not? Why not be mad at him, too? But he should have the opportunity to go make the right hire and, and see who he can bring in. All right, it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. Very popular segment that we do every day at 440.
3: That is next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The
4: Bears back in action Wednesday from Brooklyn in the NIT season tip-off against Oregon State, 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off Wednesday. Join
3: Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality
6: duly noted law is a firm without the sledgehammer i'm michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk i'm not a fast food restaurant and i don't wear a suit and tie unless you want me to i've met so many central texans who want to start a business with an online service cheap on the front end but it creates a poor foundation duly noted law creates an affordable strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket let's meet at dulynoted.com, a human side of the law
9: Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family.
7: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All right.
1: It is, it is uh, Campus Confidential. Uh, a very highly rated, sometimes people say, what's the highest rated part of your day? I would say get a big, we get a big punch of people on the road in the 5 o'clock hours. So about 525, things really start to peak. But 440, we get a big bump, according to our people. And uh, we're so thrilled. They, they, uh, they try not to share any ratings with us because they thought if we do really well, that we might ask for a raise or something. (laughs) But um, I was able to secretly find out that uh, you guys have made us extremely uh, uh, high in the ratings, and that is very rewarding, and we appreciate that. And uh, we do not take that for granted. Thank you for everybody out there who listens to us. Tell a friend about us, all right, over on the – because people still like listening on the radio. And uh, I would say Central Texas is one of the last great hotbeds of radio. People still love it. ESP in Central Texas, of course, that's 1660. That's a signal that goes kind of forever. Uh, great, to, uh, great to be on with you. Baylor, will, we had Scott Drew on earlier. Uh, that game will be <clears throat> tomorrow. I keep promising, Aaron, at some point I will share my inside knowledge of that oregon state team that people have kind of passed along to me i've been kind of digging in on that but mostly this week i've been kind of monitoring what we think might happen with dave aranda and i would say it's not trending well right i don't think i'm stepping out on a, a limb there uh we shall see i mean dave could there be one last stand i'm not even talking about winning this game i'm talking about could Dave make any case to convince Mac Rhodes to keep him for at least one more season? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't don't know. I would say the odds are very much against him at this point in that regard. All right, Aaron, it is Campus Confidential. I'm always interested to see – Where, what direction you may take us. And then a reminder to everybody, uh, 520 major Cowboys guest, John Mashoda, with a holiday, uh, dropping in on the holiday to be with us from the athletic. You'll remember him and you always enjoy when John comes on. Aaron, what do you have today?
2: College basketball today, lots of top 25 action. Some of it are in the books, some of it in progress, and two great games tonight. Colorado, the number 18 team in the country, playing in the Sunshine Slam, is tied at 59 with Florida State with under two minutes to go in that game. Earlier, number 11, Gonzaga, after losing last night to Purdue, got back on the winning track with a 76-57 win over Syracuse in the Maui Invitational. And tonight in the Maui Invitational, two great matchups. Number two, Purdue, takes on number seven, Tennessee. That's a 7 o'clock tip on ESPN. And then the nightcap, a really great matchup between number one and number four. The Kansas Jayhawks will take on – Marquette. That's nine thirty tip on ESPN.
1: Wow, wow, that's you talk about uh, a powerhouse um, in Kansas, number one in the country, and I mean that's going to be that's going to be really fun. Now, Aaron, I was trying to, you got me all excited about this, uh, about this, and I've been updating folks all afternoon. I mean, that, that Florida State game, I can't – I'm having trouble finding it. I wanted to watch the very end of that game. Um, obviously, UCLA is taking down Chaminade as we speak. But, uh, yeah, that's a major ending to that game as Florida State. Um, that's uh, That'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in that one. But Aaron's right. Um, I mean, tonight – you got late night, Kansas Marquette, and Aaron. We got a you got to hand it to uh, our old buddy Shaka at Marquette, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of laughed, and Baylor dominated him when he was at Texas, and then just every once in a while, there's just you know it's just a bad fit. It's just not a good fit, and sure enough, that was not a great fit at Texas, and they just didn't win enough. And he's gone to Marquette, and I just don't know if it's that part of the country they play great basketball around there. It's a great; it is a great program over the years. Maybe just being in that conference, the Big East, is a better home. But that is a powerhouse he has right now, and to watch Kansas go up against that is going to be a lot of fun tonight. So, uh, shout out to Shaka Smart uh, for that.
2: Cincinnati center Aziz Bandiago will be eligible to play immediately after new information emerged that prompted the NCAA to co- reconsider his waiver appeal. What information? Well, the NCAA was facing litigation that was set to be filed Monday afternoon, so they asked mm-hmm. for a three-hour extension, then elected to reverse course upon receiving, quote, new information from the university. So he will be eligible to play for 4 Cincinnati Right away, the seven-foot junior from Senegal averaged 11.7 points, 10.1 rebounds, and 2.9 blocks last season playing for Utah Valley as they made the NIT Final
15: Four.
1: All right, um, that's interesting. When they, and that's funny that you mentioned that. You know how quickly and and what made them come to that conclusion, and uh, yeah, about to get sued. So they decided, hey, let's let's let them do this. You know, Aaron, when I watch, you one of the games you brought up was Purdue, um, who's got a great team, uh, and you know that that's going to be uh, interesting to watch against uh, Tennessee. Rick Barnes, but what's that?
2: Rick Barnes, yeah, Tennessee.
1: yeah they they've got a they've got a big big man in that uh, Edie. Uh, Zach Eady, who's like seven, whatever he is, seven two seven three, and he's not like Chet Holmgren or Wimbenyama. You know, he's not he's not that skilled, but he's a massive guy. That's a great college player, one of the best college players in the nation. And, and one thing where I think people may be getting this wrong, like there, <coughs> Eve Meese is this unbelievable seven footer that the Bears have and because he's been so good so quickly i think everybody is like well you know he'll he's going to they're going to lose him to the nba and i certainly think he would get drafted but i don't think 7 foot guys with his skill set now he's a great rim runner and defender i think you can pay them enough in nil money to keep them around i mean there's a reason the guy at gonzaga um Aaron, that was Drew Timmy, who was there forever. There's a reason he stayed in school. First of all, he got a lot of NIL money. Second of all, while he was a very skilled college player, he, he just wasn't, he's not quick enough and doesn't have the game to be a great NBA player. So he hung out and played college for a long time. That's the great thing about everybody wants to say, oh, Portal's horrible, NIL's horrible. And some of it we don't like. But some of it's kind of cool. And players that would have just gotten lost in the shuffle and barely made NBA teams if they made them now stay and perform in college basketball. Like, I, I, I got to wonder, Aaron, the guy from Baylor, if if he doesn't look back and regret, the guy who went to the Pacers, Kendall Brown, like, he can't even get active for an NBA game. And, you know, last year he could have been Helping Baylor in a big way um, as a long, lengthy, you know, uh, skilled guy. But uh, the longer you stay, the more skilled you can become. Now, when you have the toolkit that, like, Jacoby Walter and Chianti, uh, Chianti have, <laughs> you, you can't stay. You know, you got to go because you're going to be a lottery pick or a first-round pick. Uh, I get that. But I... I just wanted to say, I don't think Baylor fans need to worry. I think I think there's a good chance Eve Meese could stick around at Baylor for a couple of years. Uh, I think the main thing is make sure you can offer him enough <coughs> to keep him. like from going to another school, I think would be the. and I think I think he's really loving the Baylor experience. So I think they're fine. But I I just wanted to make that point. What else do you have, sir?
2: College football news. Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Haller Mm. said he wanted to separate from former Coach Mel Tucker – separate former Coach Mel Tucker from the football team months before the 2023 season began, but the school's administration prevented him from doing so, according to multiple sources in Dan Murphy's article on ESPN. Haller fired Tucker for calls on September 27th, citing in part Tucker's admission that he had a sexual encounter with a woman hired to speak to the team. In an initial termination letter sent September 18th, Haller told Tucker his admissions that he flirted and had sexual encounter with a school vendor were grounds for termination regardless of consent. The sources told ESPN Haller was aware of Tucker's admissions months before taking any action but was Mm. prevented from doing anything by the school.
1: Well, to me, this sounds like a guy who maybe – Maybe he senses he's on his way out because somebody is wanting to get that word out that, hey, I, I wanted to address this and I didn't sit on this with the hopes we could bury it or something like that. Now, again, what would Michigan State have done if Mel Tucker had gotten off to a great start or the, the program was trending in the right direction? We'll never know. We'll never know, and I, I still think he, there'll be some kind of settlement with him because the whole the whole thing's a mess and it's an embarrassment. But Michigan State is in, in no position to t- to to take this high horse moral you know high moral ground. You know we're we're we wanted to move on from this person because man, if you look back at Michigan State's history. Uh, When it comes to things of this regard, it is not pleasant uh, and it's not great. History is not on their side. So um, to me, this is a A.D. maybe trying to get the word out there that, hey, wanted to be on the right side of this. And the administration wouldn't let me do what I think was right. And why would you do that? Probably when you sense you're about to get fired.
2: We will wrap it up today with one of my favorite things to do, and that's make fun of Aggies. Texas A&M <laughs> football program. Not a lot to brag about these days. They're fourth in the SEC West. They just hired, fired Jimbo Fisher.
13: Mm.
2: But they did find something to brag about after beating Abilene Christian. They posted on social media that that was – the school's 17th straight win against opponents from the state of Texas, which is absolutely true and dates back to the 2012 season. They were quickly reminded, though, on social media that of those 17 wins, eight have come against FCS opponents, Sam Houston State, Lamar, Prairie View Mm A&M, and Adeline Christian, and all the rest were group of five schools, SMU, Rice, UTSA, UTEP, and Texas State. So, as you can imagine, they got drugged pretty good for that tweet.
1: If you're gonna, if you if you got a coaching change going on and you're you got a coaching search, I mean, that's that's an exciting time for a fan base. They they want to see who they're going to get. You know, their they're, they their AD has come out and said, "Hey, we're not an eight and four school." I mean, history obviously uh, would suggest otherwise, but whatever. That's fine. I mean, it's just like read the room. Like I. I'll tell you now. Some of these, I got to say, some of these social media for school. Baylor plays it pretty close to the vest. They do, they do fine. Like I like some of their cinematic stuff. Um, I like some of their videos. I would not say like being irreverent or funny is really a part of their package, right? And I got tech, tech. Whoever's doing techs is pretty funny because they they when they beat u c f they said they had some really funny stuff up there i I just think you have to understand the tone of your program and what your program's about to kind of get away f- with that, and Baylor may just not that may not fit Baylor's brand, but like Aaron, I've noticed lately tech like their stuff's pretty funny and witty and like and irreverent like when they get a win a and m Putting that up is just begging for everybody to dunk on them. I, I don't – like, that kind of tone deafness, it almost seems like it's on purpose. Like, we're 17-0 and 0 against Texas schools. Okay? I mean, like, SMU, Rice. Prairie View. Sam Houston Abilene State, Prairie. Prairie View A&M, Abilene Christians. Like, read the room. You just fired your coach. Like, why, what, is that, are you being funny? If, I'll say this, if they were trying to be ironic and and getting themselves, like, almost doing it to themselves, then I'm okay with it. Now, Baylor tried to do a little something with the whole Bart Simpson onion thing, and I thought that was kind of fun. I I gotta say, I'm not a Simpsons guy enough to have totally known what that was all about. But... Whatever Baylor did was kind of funny, so I kind of liked whatever they did. They kind of said they they did the Bart thing or oh, the yeah. onion. I don't know. Somebody listening to us will be able to explain that to us. Uh, Aaron, are you a Simpsons guy?
2: I was many, many years ago, but I haven't watched it in decades.
1: Okay, enough to explain the onion versus Bart thing. I don't know. It was a big social – it's kind of like I, I, I joked earlier, Aaron, I'll say it on air, like we need – young people to, like, interpret Drake Toll's tweets. Like, he had one earlier today, and I I just sent it to Aaron. I'm like, does this make any sense to you? And Aaron said, no, I don't think so. So then, Aaron, I sent it to Cam, thinking, well, Cam will understand it. And even Cam, who's close to Drake's age, said, I think it has to do something with Snapchat. (laughs) I think it might be funny, but I just don't – you know, it's not – obviously it it doesn't appeal to our age range, but I would like to understand it. Okay, uh, 520, huge Cowboys guest. We'll get you caught up on all the breaking news. Um, some NFL headlines
7: for you next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics.
14: They have your favorite team's gear at Barefoot Campus Outfitter. New items arrive daily and include Central Texas's largest selection of polos, caps, tees, sweatshirts, and novelty items.
16: Show your Baylor pride with Barefoot Campus Outfitter. 1508 Spate Avenue, Waco, just off I-35. You can shop online at barefootcampusoutfitter.com. Free shipping for orders over $50, because every day is game day.
7: Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN
5: Central Texas.
9: Holiday gift giving is now upon us. At Morrison Gifts, we want to give holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy special pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, Sweet Grace, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping. Local delivery is available and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli.
11: Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember for the best skills in the biz with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley. And uh, we're just about 10 minutes away from a major Cowboys guest. Uh, John Machoda from The Athletic with a special holiday appearance coming up. And, uh, and that'll be an exciting time. He'll be joining us uh, just in about 10 minutes. But uh, all kinds of stuff happening across the NFL today. And Aaron, we still have not really reacted to last night's game, so we can certainly do that. But uh, start us off anywhere you want to go, Aaron. It is the NFL Blitz. We will
2: start with uh, a pretty surprising move. The Indianapolis Colts have waived three-time first-team All-Pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard. A decision prompted by his declining performance after recent injuries. injuries. Leonard, who returned to the lineup this season after two back surgeries in 2022 to correct nerve issues, is getting inconsistent playing time as he tries to play his way back. His uneven performance led to him being cut. Contract details, he's owed a lot of money Mm
7: -hmm. and
2: will almost assuredly not be picked up. They'll wait for him to clear whatever team interested in him, we'll wait for him to clear waivers and then try to sign him to a new contract.
1: Cowboys, um, uh, Demon Clark, Marquise Bell, they, they really stepped in and played nicely at linebacker. Rashawn Evans was brought up recently and, and actually played pretty well for the Cowboys. It'd be an interesting flyer to take on a veteran. He's 28. He's had some major injury stuff. And he just wasn't getting the snaps he needed. But he was a great player for the Colts. Uh had, I don't know how many all pros he had. What'd you say, Aaron? Four time all pro. I mean, the guy was he was like if you I mean, other than that great offensive uh, that guard they have, uh that offensive lineman that's so good, Quentin, what was that guy's name? Quentin Nelson. Yes. That that, that guy's great. But this was their best defensive player for a long time. And he he just, his back hasn't been right. (laughs) He's trying to get back up to full strength. I don't know if it'd be a fit or not, but he, the guy he's been playing for has ties to Dan Quinn through the old Seahawks days. So keep your eye on it. I mean, Cowboys certainly could use some help. At linebacker, although I do like the way the linebackers are playing.
2: If Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers gets his wish, he'll be back on the practice field in two weeks. Only three months removed from his surgery on a torn left Achilles. That would be his birthday. He said on the Pat McAfee show today that he is eyeing a return to practice when he turns 40 on December 2nd. If the team opened up his 21-day window of him returning from IR, that would put him on schedule to return uh, December 24th against the Washington Commanders, which has been his unofficial target for returns since he had the surgery.
1: All right. I mean, I don't know. They're going to be out of it. Yeah, they... Um, I don't know what exactly... I, I think other than trying to kind of maybe inspire his teammates and uh, maybe he thinks it'll kind of get him going that um it says the jets you know obviously are struggling but that hasn't slowed down uh rogers rehab uh he said on that pat mcafee show the man with the muscle shirt he said no not at all i find those two are mutually exclusive The speed at which I'm doing the rehab has been the same from the beginning. Push it as hard as we can every single day. Um, And the Jets coach, Robert Sala says Rodgers has the green light to play once he's cleared by doctors. Um, Rodgers, 10 weeks removed from surgery, said he's jogging on an Alter-G treadmill he confirmed that he sent a video of him jogging to Jets personnel to show how far along he is. Um, now, he's been doing his rehab in the Los Angeles area. He said, I just sent a couple of the boys a video of me on the treadmill. They're interested in my rehab and where I am. So very, very interesting we will certainly keep an eye on this. I still think it's a long shot that we see Aaron Rodgers this season. But, I, you know, I get why he's doing this. It's just trying to kind of galvanize and keep his teammates inspired. And I think that's, uh, while this is a little far-fetched, I think that part of it is admirable. Now some people would suggest he's doing it for attention. I I can't completely dispute that. But I also think he's trying to get himself ready. So I think probably those two th- both those things could be happening. The
2: Steelers have fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada and rightfully so. The Pittsburgh offense has been terrible could be the play calling, it could be the play of quarterback Kenny Pickett, or it could be a combination of both. For whatever reason, the Steelers' offense ranked 28th in the league in points per game, total yards per game, 30th in the league in yards per play, and 30th in the league in red zone touchdown Hmm. percentage. Head coach Mike Tomlin said that although running backs coach Eddie Faulkner will take over his offensive coordinator duties, Quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan will take quote the bulk of play calling responsibilities.
1: Mmm, play calling for Sullivan. Okay, so it'll be the you see? I like that quote, Aaron. I like that quote from Tomlin, and he made the he, he emphasized that that he made the decision himself. It wasn't the president and owner or the GM Omar Khan. Um, or excuse me, the the GM. Yeah, Omar Khan said. Tomlin said, leadership is lonely. I don't run from it. I run to it. It was mine and mine alone. Whoa. Wow. Um, uh, Canada had been the Steelers' offense coordinator since 2021. And Aaron, first time, first fi- his firing marks the first time the Steelers have made a head coach or coordinator change midseason since 1941. That season, the Steelers had three head coaches. Um, and and Burt Bell went 0-2 and was the half-owner of the team. And he was fired in the middle of the season. I like that. Half-owner coach. It sounds like something Jerry might try to do. All right, there is your NFL Blitz. We continue down the NFL path, and we speak to a young man from the Athletic named John Machoda.
3: He is next. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday, beginning at 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco.
4: We invite you to join us for our final Coaches Show, live from Rudy's for the semester. It comes up on Wednesday. Our guests will be Mitch Thompson, Baylor Head Baseball Coach, and Dave Aranda, Baylor Head Football Coach. That is Wednesday, Derek Smith hosting, and it's on Fox Sports Central Texas, 93.9 FM.
14: Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they are participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign, and they are asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual
8: campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck on the showroom floor.
14: The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from their dealership, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900
8: West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive, exit Waco.
4: You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic, enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your
7: upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. Eight. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
8: Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com.
9: Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Would you like to experience the excitement of Baylor football
0: tailgating? Well, you're invited to the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate, open four hours prior to kickoff of each home game. This family-friendly event is open to all fans and friends of Baylor, and no game ticket is required. You can watch the big college games on large televisions, and great food from Bubba's 33 is also available. It's a great place to get your game face on. We'll be looking
9: for you at the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate under the big tent just over the pedestrian bridge at McLean
4: Stadium Touchdown Alley.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley show on ESPN central Texas.
1: Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley show. And uh, John Machota now joining us from the athletic. Uh, John hope, uh, hope you're doing okay. Your beloved uh, Florida state team, a little down right now, the loss of its quarterback. But I promise you, nowhere near how down my alma mater, Baylor, is right now. A uh, lot going on uh, with that program and could be changes on the way. Now, John, welcome back to the show. Do you, was uh, Florida State, get us caught up here, because could Florida State rally? And, and uh, who steps in now? Because you obviously you got a loaded rest of the team. Do you have somebody that, uh, that the Seminoles can, can be excited about?
13: I mean, not as excited as Jordan Travis, who was up no. in the Heisman. Um, no. Yeah, they have a fourth-year junior and Tate Rodemaker. The, the part that really has me nervous is that I'd never been to the Swamp, and so before the season started, I'm like, this will be the season to go. So I got tickets, and I'm flying into Gainesville on Friday to go to the game. And so to see Jordan Travis go down in a game that was probably supposed to be Florida State by, I don't know, 12 or 13, 14 maybe, and then now you got your backup going, and it's more like a six point game. And uh, everybody tells me how crazy it is in the swamp for a night game. So, uh, kind of looking forward to it, kind of not. But uh, no, I mean, they got enough to beat Florida and, and Louisville. But without Jordan Travis, I, I I don't think they'll beat any of the teams in the college football playoffs, certainly not Georgia. Um, but if they went out, I don't see how you wouldn't keep an undefeated ACC champion out of the playoff for a one-loss team. I I don't think the committee would do that.
1: Well, they would leave the ACC immediately if they didn't get in, right? They're already (laughs) kind of wanting to, but that would just be the last straw. And uh, we'll see how that – how did you enjoy the Jerry and Jimmy situation the other day? Take our people kind of behind the scenes because you're – you know, you got to get in position, you cover these things. Of course, you're down there. You like to grab film before these games. You inside? you're down there for the athletic, you know, and, oh, wait, there's Jimmy. It's kind of interesting. Oh, walking around with Jerry, what's this about? And so we kind of started to think something was up. But, like, I'm seeing even the timing of your tweet with the news conference is, like, at 12.05, which means <laughs> that was five minutes after kickoff. So, like, did, were you basically able to, to the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game were you how did you kind of manage that whole situation I guess it was nice to
13: you had a teammate that you
1: could kind of you could uh, divide and conquer a little bit
13: oh man I I will say this it was hectic in the moment but it is the thing like I appreciate like I like the craziness of the Dallas Cowboys and it's not for everyone Uh, I can see Mm -hmm. you know I've been covering them now it's my 13th year and there's so many things that happen that Maybe early on, I didn't understand why people didn't love covering the Cowboys as much as I just thought it was like the greatest job ever. And I can see where you can get burned out with a lot of this stuff. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, no one really knows what's going on. I'm Like you said, I'm down there. I usually try, especially in a stadium that we we don't go to very often. And I will say this about that that Panther Stadium. It's in downtown Charlotte. It's pretty cool, pretty good weather out. So I was walking around concourse, like, uh, you know, in the stands a little bit watching some warm-ups kind of walking around and, and occasionally listening to the pregame show and then checking Twitter. And I saw that there was a, a press conference announced for, I think it was 1240. sort of would been 1140 Dallas time. So 20 minutes before kickoff with Jerry Jones. And I see him down there with Jimmy and I'm like, no way would they do this in Charlotte, North Carolina for a road game. But they're 10 and a half point favorites over the, over the Panthers. They're not doing this thing here, but I'm like, they're doing a press conference and Jimmy's here. And then the other part of it too, you got to factor in here. If I'm painting the full picture, is that while Jimmy and Jerry are on the sidelines, they're being followed around by a Netflix camera crew for the Netflix documentary that they're doing on kind of it's the Cowboys as a whole, but it's focusing on the '90s Cowboys. And so yeah. I'm like, there's part of me at that point going, "Oh, I could see them wanting to do this because the crew's there and everything." But I still can understand why they wouldn't wait for a home game. But then when we get down there, you know, you find everything out where you start to put it together like, oh, it's because, you know, obviously Jimmy's with Fox. The game's being called by Fox. They want to announce it on Fox. And they couldn't do it the week before because that game, it was all built around the Medal of Honor and and some of the uh, military veterans that they were on at halftime. So I, I understood that, but it was just kind of like, why did this happen right here? And so while I do understand and I do believe Jerry when he says that it sped things up because of some of the stuff he heard and read after DeMarcus Ware was put in the ring of honor, uh, you know, people talking about well, what what are you going to do here? You know, you got to put Jimmy in eventually this has got to happen. And so I think he was going to, but I think this whole Netflix series might've fast fast forwarded things to where like, okay, we got to do it this season because they're filming all of this. And again, I mean, just to give you some more background, like we're out there today at practice and Jerry comes out there and he's got the camera crew with him from from Netflix. You know, boom mic, multiple cameras. And Jerry, <laughs> Jerry doesn't come out to all the practices. Like he, uh, you know, when you were covering the team there at Valley Ranch, like you see uh, Jerry a ton. We don't see yeah. Jerry a ton anymore at practices. No. And so there is a little bit of a feel that I'm not saying this is the biggest reason, but it, you just it's gonna <laughs> it would be hard for you to convince me that this Netflix documentary didn't help get put it over the top to get Jimmy in the <laughs> ring of honor. I know it sounds messed up, but I, I do think it's a
1: factor. Jimmy doesn't, ma- he didn't, you know, it doesn't make any difference, does it? He's just happy to be in and, uh, and he was, he was willing to play along and for, but, but it was funny to hear him act like uh, nothing really ever, you know, we were always got along because we all know the truth to that. Uh, and it was funny hearing Jerry, what did he say? Uh, we're gonna put him in 1923, and Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy had to jump in, and, and so uh, it was a it was a wild scene. But I'm glad you were there to uh, to document that. And that is a Panthers. Uh, that's a fun deal. And I saw you tweeting about. I think I reacted to it, Sir Purr down there, that mascot who has some great reactions. Did you did you encounter? sir per the panthers mascot up close or was this from afar
13: oh, oh i did but one of my one of my favorite videos is when robbie anderson was on the team uh wide receiver he was on the sidelines and and you know he's playing for the panthers and they show the mascot on the big screen and they're at home obviously and, and he and he turns to another receiver i believe was dj moore and goes what's that bear doing And it was just so funny to hear DJ Moore being like, that's Sir Purr. And then Robbie Anderson being like, you call him that? And he's like, yeah, it's his name. It's Sir Purr. And it just Robbie Anderson is so disgusted by all of it. And so I did see him up close, but I'm I'm not, I wasn't going to like take a picture with him or anything like down under. It was actually right after we were down there for uh, the Jimmy Jerry thing. But I'm like, but I'm going to get a video and post it with just what's that bear doing, just to see how many people know it on top. And there's a lot of people that thought that I'm just an idiot, and I don't know that that's a panther, but it, there's a reason yeah. I tweeted that out. So yeah.
1: No, now that you say it, that comes streaming back to me. That was a funny <laughs> moment. I remember yeah. showing my wife that. What's that bear doing <laughs> over there? They just. It was a very funny. Didn't Robbie Anderson like his time ended kind of uh, went up in flames there? He left or something. I, I think maybe toward the end of the rule era
13: now um well let me, Cowboys, well, real quick, let, me let me add yeah. one more thing here on that Matt you also yeah. got to understand this if I'm if I'm painting pictures behind the scene you also got to factor this in. And, and I know if you're a Cowboys fan and, and you've never been to a road game you're just at AT&T Stadium you're going to be used to Rowdy's always going to have Cowboys fans to get going that stadium was 80 percent Cowboys fans so while you're at home your mascot's in a tough spot because He's trying to get the crowd into it, but it's hard to even find even a clump of Panthers fans sitting together because there's so many Cowboys fans that were at that game. I mean, that was a, that. was I mean, I really do think it was like 70, 30, 80, 20 Cowboys fans. So that's a tough gig for Sir Purr on that day.
1: Boy, I tell you, Sir Purr. We've talked more about Sir Purr, and I'm <laughs> fine with that. I, I used to like the <laughs> NC State mascot. One time we were covering NCAA tournament, and – and and he got real up close to us. I, was, I think I was with Callishaw, and it was it, his name was Mister Wolf, <laughs> the, the Wolf, <laughs> like W U F F. And so every time somebody would kind of get close to us or something, we'd always say he's kind of like Mister Wolf. That just it always <laughs> went back to the mascot there. Um, all right, uh, what do you? I mean, just this steady stream of bad teams, although, you know, I guess Seattle will be an interesting opponent. But the Commanders, Cowboys have been good at home. They took care of business the other day. I mean, I think Thanksgiving, you're always going to get up for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's hard to get – I mean, Commanders are in a bad way. But uh, I I thought that was interesting, Uh, Dak, some of those comments he made about, like, being as comfortable ever – or, or or just the chemistry with this current group is like the best he's ever felt, and and I we, we and I was just kind of reading your quote and and uh, of that. How did you take that? Just the overall, he, does he, you think he? Because obviously he liked, um, you know, he liked the previous office coordinator, and they had a great relationship. What do you th- or is just Dak in a great place physically? You think, and then that he likes this. He likes this group around him. What did you, what did you make of that?
13: I, I made more of it about the, like the, everything that's going on right now in terms of his confidence in what he's being asked to do in the offense, but plus at the level that C.D. Lamb's playing at. And then mm. also, you're, you're getting a lot of continuity these last few weeks with that offensive line because you actually have that best five playing three games in a row now where for so long it was always one of those guys, if not more, were out. And let's be honest, he's not going to say this, but there's a significant drop-off if one of those starting five offensive linemen aren't there. Their offensive line depth is just not good. And so I think he meant not just him personally, but just the whole situation that they're in right now. Mm -hmm. And if also, if I'm being completely honest, it's one of those things where when the question's asked, there's a party that's kind of going, well, is he really going to sit there and say, like, yes. Ah, it's pretty good right now, but I thought sixteen, eighteen, and twenty one were a little bit yeah. higher, but this is alright. Yeah. He's probably not gonna do that, just that Dak is a person, like, he's gonna feed into that and, and he does look really comfortable, so I'm not taking anything away from that. But at the same time, you could also sit there and say, Uh, yeah, he's in year eight. I I really don't remember too many times where I thought he looked uncomfortable in his rookie year in twenty sixteen. I mean, even recently he's admitted that, you know. He thought that, like, the way everything went during his rookie year was just like, hey, man, this NFL thing's not that bad. And I remember him at the time saying that Scott Linehan was constantly reminding him, going, hey, man, it's not always like this. It's not always like this. Everything was just yeah. pulling for them, you know. But I think for him mentally, physically, you know, he's obviously had a lot of injuries over the last few years, like whether it be significant ones like the ankle or other things that have been nagging, I mean, the thumb and, and, and things like that. Uh, throwing shoulder, and all that. so I just think that mentally and physically, and then with what he's got around him, he's about as comfortable he's been, and or as comfortable as he's ever been uh, playing quarterback in the NFL.
1: How did you handle Thanksgiving being like a big Lions fan? Would you wait, and you would watch the game and then eat, or like what was what was that like growing up, you know, in you know, being around the Detroit area and all that? Your fandom uh is all around there and you went to college there um how did you handle that were you were you as a lifelong uh uh, detroit lions fan because obviously i grew up a cowboys fan and we only know how to see things through our lens what do you do if you've got the the early game that you're most interested in
13: yeah so i I my parents are, are really cool and, and they're not they're not the type where I have friends that have parents where it's just like we're eating Thanksgiving dinner, turn the T V off. Like my parents were always they knew me and my brothers, you know, we're big into sports, like the Lions game's gonna be on, even though for many of those years they weren't very good. And there were even some years where my parents were fine with me going with my brothers or, or some friends to the game, which I did mm. um mm. probably two or three times. So, you know, moving down here to Dallas, it was an easy transition because of the fact that like football has always been like a big part of of Thanksgiving for us, but the big difference between you know being in Dallas or in Detroit is just that the Cowboys are like the marquee game, where yeah. the Lions game is kind of just the warm up, and and the Lions just weren't very good for many of those years. Whereas like, I mean, I remember watching a lot of those Cowboys games, especially in the '90s. Um, you know, I mean, I, I vividly remember you know the Leon Lett sliding into the ball uh, and giving Pete Sojanaovich another chance to to kick that, which I was thinking about a lot during the Jimmy Jerry thing because it's crazy to think that was Jimmy's last loss with the Cowboys because they went on and they didn't lose another game that season after that and then won the Super Bowl. And then, I mean, Jimmy got fired then or parted ways, whatever you want to say about it. So, but no, uh, it was always like, always in my family. I mean, my parents knew I was obsessed with sports. So the game was always on. I was always watching those games and my parents were never the type to be like, you got to turn the game off or this is about only family time right now. Like, no, they were, it was great. I, I, uh, I, but the Thanksgiving to me is, yeah, it's obviously family, but, you know, football is, is, is always going to be a huge part of that. And, and and honestly, now with the Cowboys, like, as you've seen many a times, I mean, not just Thanksgiving. I mean, they're, the spread that they have up in the press box, I mean, we're pretty spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get up there, watch the game, uh, watch that early
1: game. I'll come flying in there a little bit late. Interesting to have the back-to-back Thursday games. Doesn't it feel like the Cowboys have been – the NFL has spent – all these years trying to figure out how not to give the Cowboys as huge of a break as it seems like they have, you know, it's like, wait, let's make them go here. Okay. Now let's make them play the next Thursday because the whole league has always hated it, even though it's never going to change, but um, it's because it's, it's seen as some kind of big advantage. I don't know that it is. What did you think John Mishota of watching the Eagles last night? Like, I mean, on one hand, it's like they kind of flopped around for a while, weren't moving it that great, and then made huge plays down the field uh, to take that game. Of course, it took a, a Chiefs receiver dropping a ball. Like, what do you make? The Cowboys are not likely to catch them. How do you handicap the NFC right now? Having watched the Eagles, the Cowboys seem to be in a better space now. Then certainly they were after, um, you know, after San Francisco. But with San Francisco, we'll put your Detroit Lions in there, uh, Cowboys um, and Eagles. How do you kind of see it right now? What's the uh, do you think the Eagles are just obviously the class? Because it's like they got the best record, but they don't always look the greatest.
13: Yeah, I think it's the Eagles, clearly. I think they're not just the best in the NFC. I think they're the best in the NFL. And to win that game, even ugly, clean, whatever, to win that game uh, in Kansas City said a lot about what they are. And then obviously their record shows that uh, that they deserve to be considered the best team in the league. And then the other part of it is just the fact that they're going to secure home field throughout the playoffs. And that's one of the best home field advantages you're going to have in sports is playing at Philadelphia. So that's going to be a huge benefit to them. So, yeah, I think it's clearly the Eagles. I would put the Niners second. And I do think the Cowboys can beat either of those teams at 18 T stadium if it, in a playoff scenario, but I have my doubts about them winning at either one of those places and, and likely that's where they would have to play. And then I put the lions right there with the Cowboys. It's kind of like that three, a three B and out of the group, but even with the lions, like, that looks like they'll win their division. Um, they might get the two seed in, in the NFC. So even if, the Cowboys would have to play them. It would likely be at Ford Field, and uh, obviously that would be a tough environment. That place would be rocking. Um, so, I, yeah, I would kind of put like that in those four teams, and then it's a big drop off to whoever's next. It's probably Seattle. Um, but I think it's clearly those four. And it's just crazy how like the Cowboys have built such a good home field advantage at AT&T Stadium, a place that's yeah. not really built to be a great home field advantage. And, it's, and they're really taking advantage of it in a, in a season where it just looks like even – Whatever they do at home, they win all their home games. That They're just going to come up short in the standings against the Eagles, and because of that are going to be on the road in the postseason, and I, and I think that that's problematic. If you told me that they were able to find a way to somehow maybe injuries or something happens with the Eagles and they slip and the Cowboys have home field, I mean, I think that's, the Cowboys would have a great chance to make a deep playoff yeah. run, but going on the road, I have my doubts.
1: I just think if Jerry could do some more news conferences on the road, Maybe that yeah. could, could that inspire them perhaps before a playoff game? Just, I love, well, I love your thought of that. Netflix, that he's just kind of Netflix is kind of driving some of this. And by the way, I don't totally disagree with you because you're right. There he was today. I think I saw that picture you put out there on Twitter and it's not like he's cruising around there constantly like he was in the old days. And then he's interacting with Dak, you know, during practice Yep. I mean, he – he. I, I mean, I, did we ever see, like, what Netflix paid to sort of do this? Isn't it some kind of – I mean, I don't even exactly know how that works. But, I mean, to secure the rights for Jerry to participate, I think it's, like, a pretty huge amount, isn't it?
13: It it, it has to be. Um, but then again, who knows? Because the Cowboys are such a big brand, yeah, they might be getting – great great chunk out of it i'll give you this behind the scenes i i feel like even if nobody else listening enjoy, will enjoy i know you will uh just from a media perspective so when we're done with the jerry jimmy thing we're walking with them to the elevator because we would like to watch the game at this point it's halfway through the first quarter so we're waiting <laughs> and we're obviously not we're not going on the elevator with jimmy and jerry and a couple of pr staff members and then a couple of people from the netflix crew so they take the first elevator up and we're in a spot where there's not even a TV. We can't even watch the game. We're all a little antsy about this, you know. Uh, that's what they're paid to do is to watch the game and write about it. And so as we're waiting to catch the next elevator up, here come a couple of, of gentlemen that work with Netflix with their with their cameras. And they announce that we're with Netflix. We're getting on the next elevator. And just the look on everybody's face around us, and needless, I'm not going to name the name of the reporter, but uh was made very clear to them. None of us care about you being with Netflix. We're getting on this next elevator. And just the look on their faces, like, they just assume because they said they were with Netflix, we're all just going to move out of the way. And like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Take this elevator. Like, Are you giving us a free subscription or something? Like, why, why would we care that you're with Netflix? Like, uh, we're not, you're not doing a documentary on us. Like, I, I'm trying to go to, do my job right now. I don't care. But just the look on everyone's face, like, that's not going to be doing anything here. Uh, it, was, it was pretty entertaining. I, I'll be thinking about that quite a bit when I'm watching the documentary.
1: That <laughs> it, it sounds like Calvin, although I could see Clarence. Todd would have muttered it, but I don't think he would have come straight out at him. Uh that set Calvin would be most th- likely to come one on one at him.
13: It was one of the three you mentioned. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't care about netflix i that's what i wish you were rolling you should have been recording i would have liked to have heard that what well, did they respond at all or did they just kind of look oh, almost wounded
13: they kind of just no they just kind of dropped their head like okay well we're not even going to get in this argument because there's obviously like 10 or 15 of us that are going to be arguing with like two or three people but it was just the idea that it wasn't like hey guys excuse me like uh we're with netflix uh do you mind if we get on it was we're with Netflix. We're about to get on here. And just the look on everybody's face, I'm telling you, like we care. Like like someone was in need, and they were surgeons or something. Like you're just like, <laughs> I don't – oh, you're oh, 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 my God. Hey, everyone, just move aside. They're with Netflix. Everybody just move aside. Like what?
1: Yeah, that's every again, elevator again. now that you get on with the media, you should shout that out. Just say, I'm
13: with Netflix. Oh, okay. That that should and, be and, your running again, joke. A, a key point in all of this is the fact that the game was halfway through the first quarter and we hadn't been able to really watch yeah. anything because of this impromptu uh, press conference. So because of that, like, it's one thing if they would have said that, or that would have happened an hour before the game, we were all just kind of, you know, they scheduled this thing well in advance, but the game is already going on and we're already missing stuff that we have to write about. So we have to kind of catch up and, you know, try and see what we missed. Thankfully, it wasn't a very, you know, we, you know great game early on and, and the Cowboys took care of what they needed to take care of. But uh, it wasn't a great time to try and flex your Netflix muscles, let's put it that way. <laughs> I like that, and our audience does too. They
1: like a good <laughs> media story, especially uh, given Netflix trying to throw its weight around. Although I should, if I'd have been there, I would have complimented them on their most recent batch of The Crown. Love that show, <laughs> The Crown, and it'll finish up in December. But we just lost Diana. I had to experience it all over again. Very sad uh, uh, show last night, and uh, um, I, I tried to get my daughter and her boyfriend to watch a little bit of it. They did not seem to have much interest in the Crown, but uh, pretty strong, pretty strong show. John, always fun. Look forward to seeing you, and uh, always enjoy spending Thanksgiving with you. And uh, good luck to your Detroit Lions. And I'm glad. Their coach, even in his alma mater's time of need, will stay with Detroit.
13: All right? I am too, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you Thursday.
1: There he goes. John Machoda from uh, The Athletic
13: on the Matt Mosley
1: Show, ESPN Central Texas. We only have a little time left with you this afternoon. We're going to try to make the best of it. Uh, we'll do that next in the dismount. Thanksgiving
9: Day. It's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
10: Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsfan.com. Are you
4: ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, Event, call 254
7: Stay close. The dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas.
10: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show
7: on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show.
1: Aaron, last night, history was made for Monday Night Football. I know we like to look at ratings occasionally, unless it involves the World Series, which we don't (laughs) care about, because the Rangers are the world champs. All right, the World Series champions, and nobody cares who who watched it. But this was the most watched Monday night football game since 1996. With all the stuff out there you can watch, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Most watched telecast since Super Bowl since the Super Bowl, this most recent Super Bowl. Most watched NFL regular season game since Thanksgiving 2022. And the audience peaked at 31.2 million viewers. Wow. And I w- I, I got to say, I watch Peyton and Eli. You probably don't focus on the game as much, but I, I just enjoy it too much not to watch it. And uh, it looked like 1.9 million viewers uh, watched Peyton and Eli. I was one of those. I just... Even in a great game like that, I got to say, they're fun, man. And once they get past the interview, it's pretty cool. All right, we got to say good night. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Uh, Look forward to it. Thank
7: you, Aaron. Good night, everybody. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody start for a check
4: of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll check in in Fort Worth here from TCU Head Football Coach Sonny Dykes. His Frogs coming off the win over Baylor, but still one win short of bowl eligibility. Details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12.